Growth Igniters Radio, Episode 66, The Secret to Achieving Game-Changing Results. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. As always, it's terrific to be with you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And if this is your first time listening, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to their next level of growth and success. So Pam, we all know that in this hyper-competitive environment, what's new and noteworthy to customers today can very quickly become a commodity and even irrelevant all too fast. Yes, and that means that as visionary leaders, we and our companies need to keep finding opportunities to change the game, and we need to do it fast. Well, that's right, and changing the game is something people talk about a lot, but it's sometimes easier said than done. The challenge is that there are a lot of myths about what it means to change the game, and this complicates and shortchanges the opportunities for too many people. So over the next half hour, we're going to share the secret of what the most visionary leaders do to stay first, fast, and foremost on the minds and hearts of customers. And as always, we'll spend the last 10 minutes or so focusing on immediately useful ideas that you and your team can use to immediately begin to change the game more quickly for yourselves and for your company. So let's get started by talking about the myths. Okay, well, there are are a number of myths and misconceptions about what it means to change the game, and we could debate about that for a long time. One of the things that we've heard a number of times is that game-changing is tied to disruptive innovation, breakthrough innovation in, in products or services. That's really the main way or the only way that a company can be a game-changer. But that's a myth, of course. Well, it is, because there's lots of ways to change a game. I mean, I like college football. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, l- love the Big Ten. You can change a game by... Just changing a mindset right in the middle. A big play can take it up or down. Business models can change. Processes can change. Just take, for instance, uh, Facebook. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and and the board have just taken a step that is starting to take uh, hold. Uh, Alphabet, uh, the Google folks, have also done this by issuing non-voting Class C stocks. Mm -hmm. So that in doing this, they are addressing the paradox of how can we have investors and give investors a stake in the financial fortunes of the company and also maintain control so that we can have a long-term focus and lead the company the the way we have been leading to create further long-term success. Now, in the case of Facebook, this plan has not yet been approved. So we'll see where that goes. But nonetheless, it still shows an example of 
game-changing thinking that is not related to releasing a product. The implication is if we are thinking about only breakthrough products and services... It limits our vision. Exactly. So we need to be thinking more expansively about what, in fact... Uh, game-changing kinds of opportunities can look like. Well, that's right. That was an excellent example. Absolutely. And of course, another myth is that if we do change the game, even if it's in products and services, Mm -hmm. change the game, I'm defining the game, I'm I'm in the lead, I'm not going to get disrupted. Okay, now let's talk about (laughs) what the implication is here. Okay. So think about TiVo. Yeah, we had TiVo back a number mm-hmm. of years when it first came Remember, out. Remember, TiVo was the front runner. I mean, in, they in video record, they they this. they disrupted. I mean, VCRs. Mm-hmm. You went from taping on your VCR to t- TiVoing became a verb. Mm-hmm. You know, the digital video That's recording. Right. Problem is, you know, things changed. Uh, you had new technologies coming up. You had new competition. The uh, cable companies put out generics now so you have TiVo schema. went from being the front runner first fast and foremost yep. you know to being a commodity yeah and now they've just been purchased by rovi primarily for the value of the of the patents they hold so you have to keep changing the game that's you right. can't stop it's it's a process it's not an event yeah well that's true and another myth that it kind of goes hand in hand with this is well it takes takes an enormous amount of time it takes an enormous amount of capital to change the game mm-hmm. i've heard that, very, We've oh, heard that a lot we've heard that a lot it's really hard well let's talk about why that would be a problem what's the implication there Uh, I I can certainly see that when people have felt that way, Mm -hmm. they've been very reluctant to get into looking at new opportunities Mm -hmm. and doing what it takes because they're looking at it as though it's a mountain Mm -hmm. and it's not. It doesn't have to be. And they can't see the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so a, a game changer is cultivating the ability to perceive things often in completely unrelated spaces. And that can happen in a heartbeat. It can. I I go back, I think, uh, about Archimedes. Way back in ancient Greece, he was struggling with a problem, and he got into the bathtub and the uh, water overflowed. Eureka! Uh We don't have to go back to Greek civilization to have that happen. That's right. But he took something completely unrelated to what he was working with, and it sparked an idea in him. And that's what the real game changers, these visionary leaders that we love working with, are able to do more and more easily, more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. So it's changing perceptions. It's not thinking and it's not overthinking. Yeah, It's really changing perception that makes the difference. And I don't think people talk about that nearly enough. Well, that's because right. Because otherwise there would be all these myths running around about how <laughs> difficult it is. Because yeah. it doesn't have to be. So we're going to say that changing the game can occur by creating a new industry, and it can also be in the context of making a dramatic change in the trajectory of the current situation for an individual, company, or industry. But regardless of which direction you take, the secret to changing the game is becoming proficient at quickly changing our own perceptions and enabling others to join us on the journey from big idea to big results. 
Absolutely. So we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, Scott and I will dig deeper into how visionary leaders have been able to change their perceptions and those of other important stakeholders to set up the actions it takes to achieve game-changing results. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful leaders and their companies to accelerate to their next level of growth and success. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 66, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking with each other today about the secret of achieving game-changing results. Now, you can find links and other information on this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 66, and scroll down under resources and you'll get those links. Scott, one of the things we've seen... Uh, from the most game-changing visionary leaders is that they have what we've been referring to as a game-changing mindset. So let's discuss what that means. Okay, game-changing mindset. Well, we all know that to be able to change the game to do anything differently, especially profoundly differently, the mind needs to be open to opportunities. You know, mm-hmm. Tell me something I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trick is... Yeah, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> but the trick is that to make this happen, is, is, it's just easier said than done. We get hooked into how we do things because, quite honestly, from an evolutionary standpoint, habit is functional. That's right. You know, we can't always be exploring, going off in every single, every possible direction. We talked about the power of constraints mm-hmm. uh, in our last episode. And we've talked about the power of habits. I mean, well, that's we, right. we've spent a lot of time looking at books and yeah. studying this and listening to people who've just done a lot of research on habits. And what comes back time and time again is that habits are possible to change, but you've got to want to. And you have to do it in a disciplined way uh-huh. because that's that's how you're going to reduce the risk of squandering resources uh-huh. and, and possibilities. So the habit then that we're looking at specifically mm-hmm. here is understanding your customer like you've never understood them before. And I mean that literally. Sure. Literally. And you have to really get into the heads and the hearts and the minds of your customer and not just talk to them, not just do focus groups, but observe and watch and experience it yourself. And you can then start to open up your mind and look for things that are right there in front of you, but you're not necessarily looking at and thinking about. Uh, Example, case in point, was a number of years ago when you had email. Mm-hmm. And people were going nuts with email, and especially people who were out of the offices at meetings or uh, sales or whatever. 
And they go back and I say, oh, I got to go back to my office. I've, I know I've got 100 emails. I think you're me. going in the direction of BlackBerry. Well, I you? am going in the direction <laughs> of BlackBerry. And, you know, you had cell phones uh-huh. and you had email back in the office. And looking at, you know, here is this conundrum mm-hmm. and now hooking that up with the changes in, in telecommunications, hardware and software. Research in Motion was founded and BlackBerry was founded. I had a BlackBerry. I had a number of Blackberries. Sure, but it, let's talk about what actually happened there. So the observation, the willingness to have an open mind, right? Sure. And and hooking up disconnected things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got email that's that's uh, haunting me. I have a cell phone. How can I securely get to my email? remotely mm-hmm. in, in an easy way. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's hooking together a number of things that are not naturally connected mm-hmm. and being willing to sort of unhinge your mind and then go, oh, wait a second, That's you know, there's an opportunity. That's but true. of course, the problem with BlackBerry, as with TiVo, is that once they, they became dominant in the market, the innovators' dilemma took over, and they really became hooked into how you know how we do this, and they discounted the next wave. So the cautionary, there's a cautionary tale in sure. here too, which goes back to what we were talking about in the first segment. You have to keep changing the game. Well, that's right. And expect that whatever you come up with is going to become a commodity, mm-hmm. whether it's a service like, say, Uber, mm-hmm. or whether it's a product, right. like uh, BlackBerry. And so the question is, how do, how do we do that? Well, one of the things is we need to be able to reframe questions. Okay. And again, not a natural thing. Our brains are naturally wired to interpret these situations, and then we reflexively respond. So think, for instance, about classic uh, kind of thing. You're driving along the highway. Okay. And it's a beautiful day, and you're going down, and you see a police car in the median. Uh-oh. Now, yeah. what do you do? Well, one of two things. Uh, either I take my foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Well, I might be going 55, but I take my foot off the gas right. anyhow. I look at my speedometer. Yeah. And you know, so, how fast am I really going? Yeah. But in every case, yeah. my mind is trained to say, Sure. Q is Stimulus see the police car. Response. Response. Yeah. And the most visionary leaders that we've seen are good at looking at analogous situations that are outside of the literal situation well, sure. that they're in. Yeah. So let's take that again out of the theoretical and into something real. You okay. had the experience with the tartar control toothpaste. Well, sure. Uh, I mean, I used to be in oral care, uh, research and development, product development. And uh, back a while ago... Uh, the problem was tartar, you know, mm-hmm. on, on, on the calculus, on, on the teeth. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's painful and time-consuming to remove at the dentist. And the people at Procter & Gamble were asking the question, how can we keep this stuff, this, this hard deposit from forming on teeth without hurting mm-hmm. teeth? They actually turned to a completely different frame of reference, completely different industry. Uh, in water treatment, water the, the coils and so on in, in water treatment mm-hmm. plants get caked up calcium deposits. And uh, the folks in the water treatment industry were using pyrophosphate salts to 
prevent these deposits from forming and lots of R&D and, and safety tests and so on later, it was found that if you put certain types of, of pyrophosphate chemicals in toothpaste, you can slow down tartar development, make it softer, make it less. So sewage treatment plants and my mouth. <laughs> and your mouth. Well, yeah. <laughs> But, Interesting. But the point is that you have, here's an analogous situation uh-huh. somewhere else. Okay, so if you think about that, you were talking about calcifications, sure. right? yeah. Okay, well, how about if we take another mental leap and we're trying to change the game? Okay. And we say, how can we take the calcification of a mouth... Yeah. Or a sewage plant and apply that to our organizations. Okay. So, yeah, organizations can be calcified, sort of metaphorically at least. Uh huh. How can we change the game that way using that? And so, you, I mean, going to analogy is a classic way of kind of changing Mm -hmm. the perception. And so, you, you frame the question, how can we keep something from being hardened and, you know, stuck in place without harming the underlying structure? Mm-hmm. So what we're really talking about is using a little bit of the constraints sure. that we were talking about with Whitney Johnson in right. our previous episode right. and framing questions so that we can look at our situations in new ways right. and come up with new opportunities that we wouldn't have thought of before. And I will say also mm-hmm. that when you're looking at competitors and some of the things that are coming out, right. you can build and say, okay, that's there. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. can we take that mm-hmm. and apply that to something that we've been doing the way we've been doing it for years? How can we yet push the game mm-hmm. To a different place. So competitors in directly our industry, also places outside our industry. And another way to do this, you know, we can think differently, Mm -hmm. but how can we stimulate these new perceptions? A lot of it is through opening up conversations Mm -hmm. that aren't happening. That's right. That maybe should be happening. That's right. They have to happen. They're critical. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is you can start, this is like a a virtuous cycle. You can start with an idea. You can come up with it all by yourself, Mm -hmm. but then you have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's with somebody in your organization initially. Maybe it's by going to a trade show. Maybe it's working with a mentor or an advisor. The point is you're talking and you're getting these conversations out. Mm -hmm. Now you go back again and it prompts you to think differently and yep. you build. Yep. And so it becomes a cycle, a virtuous cycle and of you can and observe and, and create thought experiments uh-huh. and confirm this and right. And so And so it, it works and works to create the beginnings of thinking faster right. Right. and having that route to new opportunities. And in fact, in our resources area, growthignitersradio.com, episode 66, Mm -hmm. you can scroll down and see that model that we're talking about, the virtuous cycle of opening up opportunities. And opening up perception through conversation. That's right. We're going to take a quick break, another one. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about immediately actionable ideas that you can use to change the game for yourself, your company, and your industry just faster. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, on the web at businessadvance.com. So Pam, some of our listeners have told us that 
They'd like to review our podcast series on iTunes, but they aren't quite sure how to do it. it it's not entirely straightforward. Not intuitive. Not entirely intuitive. And we r- really appreciate that feedback. And we want everyone who listens to raise our profile by spreading the word through iTunes reviews so more people can find us. And that's why I've created a short tutorial video which removes the mystery from this process. So go to growthignitersradio.com. Look over at the sidebar to the right of the page where you'll see a headline, Subscribe to Growth Igniters Radio. Click on the blue button under that that says how to review Growth Igniters Radio in iTunes. And this will open up a page where you can play the video. It spells out everything you need to know about the process in just 84 seconds. And thanks again for spreading the good word about Growth Igniters Radio. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been discussing how to get rid of those myths surrounding changing the game and really open up our minds to more quickly changing our perspectives so we can make these game-changing results happen even faster. Ultimately, everything we've been talking about leads to this. To really begin to change the game, we need to bump our thinking out of the habitual frame of reference, right? Right. right. And make those new connections that can inspire us. So that's what we're going to focus on for this last segment. Sure. And the first one I'm going to take, which is looking at the paradoxes surrounding the needs of your customers and market. Mm -hmm. Now, for us, just for example, Growth Igniters Radio came out of the paradox of people telling us that they really wanted to get great ideas. They wanted world-class leaders to talk about their experiences. They wanted to get more ideas. Sure. And yet they didn't have time. Yeah. They didn't have time to go to conferences, no matter how good the conferences were. Yeah. They wanted things quickly. They're always on the go. Didn't have time to read. Mm Mm-hmm. And the connection was technology has improved. The credibility of podcasting had improved. Sure. So paradoxes were all around and also the world had changed. Mm -hmm. So this is an example of understanding the paradoxes and also what's changing to pull together some new opportunities. Yeah, so you're really, you know, you're you're enlarging your frame Mm -hmm. and you're asking the same question in a new way. That's right. And notice that I said people were telling us in conversations. Yeah. We never ran a focus group, right. nothing like that. But we spoke with a lot of people. We watched what people were doing. Mm-hmm. We watched also what was happening in the news yep. about how podcasts were being uh, improved and the credibility. So that virtuous cycle that's in episode 66, yeah. Girl Under Resources, <laughs> right. uh, that cycle is really a model for beginning to enlarge the frame of reference. Well, that's right. And another way to change our perceptions and spark these uh, new insights that will get the ball rolling is to look for, just as I was talking about for tartar control toothpaste, mm-hmm. unrelated things. Okay, so let's take this. This is okay. immediately useful ideas. Sure. All right, let's imagine for those of you out there, let's see, what. take the first thing you see. Maybe it's food, maybe it's a magazine, maybe it's a towel, wow. maybe it's a traffic light. Okay. Okay. 
and draw a connection to your industry. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's telecom, maybe it's marketing services, maybe it's consumer products. Mm, whatever it is. Whatever it is. And so something r ridiculous. I mean, uh, what does a towel have to in common that, that can help me think about marketing services differently? Mm -hmm. you know, and well, um, hmm, we have to soak up new ideas and, and then bring them out and, and get them out there. That just Mm -hmm. And we want to do that for our customers mm -hmm. and our market. And maybe there's a new market out there yeah. that has to do with soaking up ideas. We don't know. But the point is that when you're taking things and you say at first, oh, it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. What we're really talking about here, people, is looking at the things that are irrelevant, seemingly irrelevant, mm -hmm. because they're not immediately actionable, you would think, but they can be. There's frequently a trigger in something. I, Isaac Newton and the falling apple for crying out loud. There's a trigger in stuff that doesn't relate to what you're doing mm -hmm. that can really change your thought if you open up your mind. If you to allow it. yourself to. So one of the things we're going to be doing in Growth Igniter's radio is we're going to be looking at some ideas that are pretty high flying now. <laughs> a and, bit out there, yeah. Well, they're they're not necessarily going to be the thing that you do tomorrow, but maybe yeah. they could be. And those are the trends that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So the more that we get used to thinking about not just what we can do tomorrow mm -hmm. per se, mm -hmm. but what else is out there and how could I apply that no matter how different it is from what I would normally be looking at for trends. Yeah. What's the next big idea? Well, that's right. And another way that really you can use to facilitate this different thinking is don't stick in your own head. Go out there and have conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, improvisation. So, yeah. for instance, in an earlier episode, we had a conversation with Kelly Leonard, author of the book Yes And, right. who's a creative director at Second City. Improvisational and theater, right. That's right. And the whole idea behind improvisation is to not necessarily know what's coming next. Mm -hmm. The excitement and the opportunities come from building on each other's conversations by always keeping an open space and saying, and. So, mm -hmm. Scott, I've just told you that we need to keep building on conversation. And what we can do to do this is uh, find new people to have conversations with and open ourselves up yeah, to talking to people that we might never talk to. And we can find ways to do that by going out there and looking at uh, whatever the trade journals are. And we can find ideas from you letting us know as you're listening to us, maybe you have an idea. So this is just a quick example of how you can build opportunities. And it doesn't have to be a big, long, drawn out kind of thing mm -hmm. to get it going. Obviously, right. there's much more to it to bring it out there into reality. Yeah, to refine and, and flesh it, it out and so on. But it with the willingness to change your perceptions, to open your perceptions. Mm, to really have that game-changing mindset. That's right. So Pam, any final thoughts about changing the game? So the secret of achieving game-changing results is really accessible to anyone. It hinges on being willing to step out of your habits, perceive things differently, and have the conversations that enable you to redefine and make decisions about what's possible. And when you do this on a regular basis, those opportunities will seemingly appear out of nowhere, and the route to game-changing results will open up as it never 
before. We promise you. Yeah, thanks, Pam. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, read our bios, share on social media, find out about upcoming episodes, or open a conversation with us, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 66. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. What can we do today to bump our habitual thinking out of its normal path so we can more quickly and easily open up our perceptions about what is possible? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.